I think that's how we should set up every episode is I'm going to down a huge coffee. Yeah. We're going to talk about the tyranny that we're facing in America today. <laughs> and I'm going to get so fired up. And then we're going to come up here and we're just going to deliver pure fucking sheets of gold. Bars. Bars. Sheets of gold. Pure that's sheet. not a thing. <laughs> Somebody asked us how many episodes we were cool. on. I was like, I'm just glad, you know, that's people are listening. Hopefully now that, you know, finals are done, I mean, it's going to be bar prep now, but hopefully people can kind of get out and listen to it more. Just put this on in the back. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just this is, you know, what? that's a good idea. You can even use this for bar prep. Yeah. You know, screw your themis and your Barbary, throw it out. <laughs> this is free. Pitch it. This is free bar prep material. And we'll teach you all you need to know about offer and acceptance. Uh, yeah. In all of our cases relate to directly what's on the bar yeah like this dir- one's from 2013 georgia yeah so so it's gonna be on the pa bar <laughs> so don't be shocked <laughs> if you hear about my case on the bar yeah they're actually using our content to <laughs> the make bar the exam- bar exam- <laughs> <laughs> just like standing like, we're by. gonna find out who's listening to below the bar and who's not and what did episode 23 say <laughs> yeah. is that the one about the Finger in the chili. We've also just been getting things wrong throughout. <laughs> they're like, hey, they said it on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. All right. Uh, that's great. So, so we've been talking before this. We were downstairs talking about um, we were taking on a bunch of social issues that we're facing in America today. And I'm fired up. Are you I'm ready to up? go. This is going to be a good episode. I can already feel my energy's good. Yeah. I got a large coffee coursing through me. I'm gonna probably gonna have to piss thirty four times while we do that while we do this. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just talking to myself. I feel like I've developed a stutter. I've had so From much the coffee. coffee. Yeah, just too much coffee. So some people would make fun of you for a stutter. It's twenty twenty one. I know. All right. And look at our president. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this might be offensive. No. 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 That's what editing's for, Corbin. All right. That's true. Let's say <laughs> whatever we want to say. Bleep out a bunch of stuff at the beginning and then just be like, that's what editing's <laughs> for. <laughs> they just have no idea what we talked about. Can I can I say this? Can I say can I say Can we can we say can we say that I don't, I don't think you can say that. Well, we'll just edit that out. I don't know, you try saying. It. Okay. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, we're gonna have to bleep these out. We cannot be saying that stuff. All right, should we get into these cases? <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I went first last week. No. No, because you recorded an episode without me the yeah, week before no, that. Yeah, I said you made me talk about how you were slacking and how I would yeah. go ahead. And, yeah. Okay. All right. So this one is a good case here. I'm really excited to present this one to you. This is called, you're probably botching this, this is Tabo Mali and others v. Reginum, Reginum. Also, it's been referred to as Tabo Melli and others v. Queen. Okay, it's an English case. Okay. It's from 1954, I believe. Uh, yes, 1954. And this is a case about Moida. 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 All right. My favorite. 
<laughs> so you guys like murder, you're in for a treat. I mean, we're kind of crossing two uh, podcasts, the legal one, and then everybody loves murder podcast. True crime so. pro- prod, true crime prod. That's hard Prod-cast. to say. Prodcast. Yeah. True crime podcasts. Yeah. So <laughs> Tabo Melly and others, V Queen. I'm just going to say Queen. I guess I should start by kind of explaining for crimes, there's generally, there's two things at a very basic level that are required whenever you're looking at the criminality, like a, a, a criminal act. Right. You have your, what's called your actus reus, which is your guilty act itself. So if we're kind of giving an example of actus reus, if we're talking murder, the guilty act would be the murder. The, the murder. All right. I know that's the hard to wrap your head around, but that's, that's it. Then you have the mens rea, which is the guilty mind. Okay. So if you look into, you know, most criminal statutes or, you know, generally like uh, tort law has a lot of different like requisite intent that you need in order to commit it. So with murder, you need, you know, if we're looking at common law murder, you kill you, the unlawful killing of another human with malice aforethought, which as we talked about in a previous episode, would malice aforethought constitutes, uh, among other things, an intent to kill. Right. So the mens rea would be acting with the guilty mind or the intent to kill. Yes. So those are two things and they need to happen generally at the same time, all right, in order to constitute the actual crime itself, okay? That's going to be key to this case here because they make this really crazy mens rea argument, which gets <laughs> shot down, but it's it's a pretty – I appreciate the – their ingenuity in trying to, you know, formulate a, a creative defense. Right. But it did not work. I'm excited to hear it. Oh, we have four dudes. All right. Nobody's named in this. I don't know why I keep finding cases that <laughs> just nobody names. has names. Okay. I don't Maybe in the 50s, they didn't name people like they do in the 50s in England. They were just guy number one. Guy number one, guy number two. Also, real quick, the, I couldn't find much about this case, like a full excerpt of this case. Okay. No one on Westlaw, I couldn't find it, but it's an English case, so it makes sense. So, really, I was just kind of going off of the snippets I could find online. Okay. But you have these four guys, all right? We'll just say guys one through four, and they they have this buddy, right? And they go, hey, buddy, we're going to go drink in this hut, all right? You're more than welcome. In fact, we would love for you to join us. Right? Come, we're going to go get drunk in this hut, right? Just have a good time. It's 1954. What else you got to do? Maybe Nothing, that's all domestic I did abuse, you know. I mean, what was <laughs> yeah. hot in 1954? Um, uh, school desegregation, yeah. you know. So, I mean, there was good and bad that was happening, but, you know, I always view the 50s as a dark time. I don't know why. I wasn't I mean, it's alive. all in black and gray. <laughs> it was. They didn't have color back then. Everything was in black and white. <laughs> so, anyway, they invite their, their buddy. They go, we're going to go to this hut and drink. Why don't you come along? So, they all go to this hut. All right. Now, as they're drinking... They're all just kind of bullshitting, you know. I don't know what they're, maybe they're smoking Winston cigarettes. What do you do in the 50s? I don't know. Again, I don't know. And things, you know, one thing leads to another. And the four men end up taking turns beating this man in the head with a metal rod. All right. <laughs> that was just, just what they decided to do. <laughs> God, I mean, they had plans to take him out there in the first place to kill him. But, the, you know, they, they just start beating this dude in the head with a metal rod. Okay. And he doesn't die. Okay? He doesn't die from this. He is unconscious. Okay? Okay. They think he's dead. So, obviously, we got to hide this body. Right? Right. We can't just be in this hut with this dead man. Maybe obvious. Bludgeoned with bottles of whatever the fuck we're drinking laying around. Right? Right. So, what do we do? We got to make it look like an accident. 
So they all grab this man, this unconscious man, and they walk him to a cliff, okay? And they throw him over the cliff. This man still does not die. I don't know <laughs> what he was made out of. He took Just, blow after blow to the head with a metal rod and then was chucked off a cliff. And he's still... He's like, I'm fine. He's good. I'm good. He's ready to go. He was ready <laughs> to drink more, I'll bet. He was at the bottom of that, like... Yeah, he would, pour me another. He woke up and he was just like, "Ah, oh, where is everybody?" He walks back into the. Yeah, that was like, weird. I got a headache, man. I shouldn't. <laughs> I better get my drinking in check. Yeah, so he's at the bottom of this cliff. He does die eventually, but it's from exposure to the elements. Okay, okay. So he's beaten in the head, unconscious, doesn't die. Thrown off the but cliff. Some wind. Some wind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. Metal rods and a cl- and a fall from a cliff didn't kill you, but. The wind. The elements. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, rain. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. I, you know what? That's, that's I like that you pointed that out because I was really on this guy's side. And now not, I'm like, you got taken up by the weather. I'm not sure why they did any of this to him. You know, I couldn't find any motive or anything. Um, I didn't see anything relating to that. I just, you know, apparently they just didn't like they him. They wanted to kill happened. him. Yeah, they wanted to kill him. And this guy apparently trusted them enough to go... <laughs> they had a really bad relationship with each other, but they were like, "Hey, you want to come drinking in this shed in the middle of the night?" He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> sounds good." I mean, if a stranger approached me on the street right now and asked me to go drink in a shed in the middle of nowhere or a hut, I'm not. He saying, just wants to be friends. Yeah, no, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like buddy. Interestingly, I'm just going to take a little a little side note here. We went to uh, a bar called Jack's yesterday. Best bar in Pittsburgh. To meet a oh, it's a, it's a <laughs> real dime. So we go in there and we're we're hanging out, a bunch of law students, and I could feel somebody behind me, right? And I just assumed it was a law student. So I turned around to see what was going on, and it was this, like, scarecrow of a man. <laughs> and I actually, like, screamed in his face because he startled me. I was expecting to see, like, you. Like or, a friend. <laughs> or a friend. And I turned on this guy, like, there was, like, six jagged teeth looking at me. And I was like, ah! <laughs> it right in his face like i didn't hide it that he like wigged me out i was just like right in his yeah you're like sorry sir you were terrified <laughs> sorry, sorry. you gotta understand you look horrifying okay was not expecting to turn around and see that <laughs> i digress i'm sorry to get off topic i hope he doesn't listen to our podcast he might he looks like a below the bar uh kind of guy below the bar we're gonna come up with like names for our listeners oh yeah yeah anyway i digress so these four men, like I said, they realize they, you know, they they throw him off the cliff. He doesn't die. So all four men end up getting charged and convicted with murder. What? Right? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. So of course they appeal, right? They're, they appeal this conviction, and they do so in arguing that they did not have the required mens rea or the guilty mind to kill the victim. Sure, they acted with the intent to kill him when they were bashing him over the head <laughs> repeatedly, you know, but that's not what caused his death. What did cause his death was the elements, the elements, right? Okay. So, they when they threw him off the cliff, they thought he was dead right. already. So. so, you can't intend to kill a corpse, you know, even though he wasn't dead, they thought he was. So, this is their argument. They're saying, we, yes, he died, but we didn't have the mens rea, the intent to kill him when he act like, maybe we did when we beat him over the head 80 times. But he didn't die then. But he didn't die then. He died after the fact when we did this other thing, and we couldn't possibly have had the intent to kill him then because we <laughs> thought he was dead. Yeah, I mean, fair. I mean, that's creative, you know? But I mean, even without a legal education, I feel like most people would arrive at the conclusion that this argument is pretty far out, you know? 
I mean, he's basically just arguing they should be charged with attempted murder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some lesser. Yeah, yeah, like we attempted to, or well, they were, like, we we failed at this point, and then accidentally we succeeded. Help, <laughs> can't help that the wind got him. As a defense attorney, I mean, I get it. As a defense attorney, you have an obligation to your clients to advocate for them as thoroughly as possible. You know, which sometimes might require putting arguments out there that seem like a long shot. You know, that's. Yeah, I just feel like at some point you have to be like, ah, that's a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure. I mean, I've heard some crazy, crazy arguments that you kind of feel like maybe teeter on the line of being frivolous, but... But you got to do what you got to do. I don't think this was frivolous. I think it was far out there. But, you know, I mean, it was worth a shot. The defense was not lucky here, though, as I said earlier. They, they, you know, what, what with, you know, the court wasn't buying this whole... We didn't have the mens rea thing, even right. though mens rea and actus reus are supposed to, you know, they're required to occur simultaneously in order to, for culpability of a criminal act to be established, they, they weren't buying it. The court found this argument was not sufficient to support overturning the convictions of the four men for murder. Ultimately, it did not matter to the court, you know, that the men did not have the mens rea required to kill when they pushed him over the cliff. Uh, the men, they I mean, the court was like, you guys clearly devised a plan here right. to kill this man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you asked him to join the, you guys for drinks, whereupon you began striking him over the head, you know, with the intent to kill him. Right. So it doesn't, that doesn't erase, you know, the fact that he wasn't dead when you threw him over the cliff doesn't erase <laughs> the fact, you know, so we're that not going to. you threw him over a cliff. <laughs> yeah. And we have everyone's favorite new below the bar segment. We have a quote from the court. Oh, yeah. Or a court quote. Court quote. Court quotes. <laughs> so we got this court quote. I'm going to pull it here. This is from Lord Reed. Okay. And Lord Reed says, there is no doubt that the accused set out to do all these acts in order to achieve their plan and as parts of their plan, and it is too refined a ground, or it is much too refined a ground of judgment to say that because they were under a misapprehension at one stage and thought that their guilty purpose had been achieved before, in fact, it was achieved, therefore they are to escape the penalties of law. So basically saying like, just, you know, it doesn't matter that you thought again, reiterating, and it's redundant, but just because you thought he was dead, you know, doesn't your, your mistake that. doesn't mean that you can escape the long arm of the law because it's coming for you. What it's I want to know is you. where was the long arm of the law when he was falling off the cliff? I feel like it could have snatched him up, scooped him up, protected him from the elements. That's all I'm which saying. Which inevit- inevitably led to his death. Just, yeah, come on, long arm. That's basically it. I mean, it didn't matter. Mens rea was there. You know, they, they they did not overturn these convictions. These guys, they went out, they killed this man, and they all got convicted of murder. Right. And this was in 1954, so I'd imagine that they are all um, dead by now. I would imagine. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah. there, there were grown men in 1954. There so. are people on this earth that are 300 years old. <laughs> oh, yes. So, I forgot to about say. that. I've heard that from people, that there are people walking amongst us that are <laughs> in their 300s, and we just don't choose to see it so that's all i have all right so this is cooper v kelly uh 2013 from georgia so in this case melissa cooper sued chris kelly for breach of promise to marry oh and fraud cooper it's kind of weird cooper the woman and kelly had been living together since 2000 they had one child together and in 2004, Kelly proposed to Cooper and gave her a $10,000 diamond ring. It's a little so, 
I'm not, I mean, like, listen, when Paige told me she wasn't like, a, like into diamonds, I was so <laughs> ecstatic. <laughs> Holy shit. You didn't want to spend 10,000? I mean, I, if I could. Cool. That still feels a little wasteful. That's a lot. That's a lot of money to spend on it. Yeah. yeah but it gets crazy. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve that. That's, I'm like, I know that's what you're saying. I'm sorry. I don't mean to commandeer your case. <laughs> no, you're, We're getting you're, way out of line. You're good. It, it is a high number. It is. Ten thousand dollars. <laughs> took me back. Yeah. So it took me back. We were just talking about wealth disparities, and then we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they proposed, or he proposed, gave her this diamond ring. After that, they moved into a new home, and she quit her job at his request so that she could take care of their current child and their future children. I thought you could say so she could take care of the ring. <laughs> she could just polish it all the time. When they would go out with friends, uh, Kelly would say that they were husband and wife. He would call her often his wife whenever they were talking. A uh, few years later, uh, but they were never formally married or anything like okay. that. I was going to ask. So, okay. Yeah, a few years later, Cooper found out that Kelly had been in a two-year relationship with another woman, which started before he proposed to her and was still going on whenever she found out. Cooper promised that he would marry her if she stayed with him, and she she did. Mm. <laughs> she, you know, love a little bit of toxicity yeah, in the relationship. Every relationship needs a healthy dose of toxicity. <laughs> you know, like a two-year relationship with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Just the right amount. So, yeah, he promised. He then, Yeah, he was like, fine, we'll get married if you stay with me after that. You know, like that fine, fine, we'll get married. You okay. caught me cheating. We'll get All married. Right. Whatever. <laughs> we let it go. So <laughs> get over um, it. So well, they never got married. Hmm. And then in 2011, she found out that he was in another relationship with another woman. Come on, Kelly. But at this time, Kelly was like, "Yeah, sorry, I want to be with her, <laughs> oh, not you." No, okay. So she was devastated, and she ended up suing him for breach of promise to marry and fraud. I feel like before you get into this, I feel like this is not going to end well for her. For her? Yeah. Yeah, I actually I didn't think so either. Okay. And I was surprised that it was ruled it, they he actually ends up appealing the ruling and they affirm the ruling in the first place I don't overturn it, which again surprised me. I didn't okay. know. Right. So, yeah, so she sued for breach of promise to marry and for fraud. Uh and the court held that because they were living together before and after Kelly proposed and promised to marry her, that the promise to marry was enforceable. There was some defense that he was trying to use that whenever you're in like a marital relationship, but you're not married, that the promise to marry isn't enforceable. Okay. But the court basically was like, yeah, that defense is generally used whenever it's like, we're going to get married, then we're going to move in together. And all yeah. all this other other stuff, but whenever you're actually living with the person in a marital relationship, when you're living your life in every way as if as a you married, were married, yeah, okay. So yeah, they used all of those facts to show that the promise to marry was enforceable. Um, and then with the fraud, the fraud kind of confused me too because I was like, fraud for what, you know? Yeah. But as to the fraud claim, the court held that. While it's true that the claim of fraud cannot be predicated on statements which are promissory, 
in their nature as to future acts. So basically, if I promise to do something and then don't do it, that's not fraud. I just broke a promise. Broke a promise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there is an exception to that rule, which is where a promise as to future events is made with a present intent not to perform or where the promiser knows that the future event will not take place, then fraud can be claimed. Okay. So to use, they use some evidence to show that whenever he proposed, he had no plans on um, actually getting married. Hmm. So, so this evidence was... was oh, okay, I was just going to ask. Bro. Yeah, this evidence was, well, the fact that when he proposed, he was in a relationship with somebody <laughs> so else. The, the big one. That was That's, a big yeah. one. Yeah. He test Kelly testified in this case, and he just did not do himself any favors. Just in the, I, I get you have to be truthful, but in the way that he said these things, I was like, you're not helping. <laughs> you just look like a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to make yourself look a little appealing. Right. To, yeah. So while he was testifying, he was asked if he had seen the other woman within the three months leading up to his proposal to Cooper. And he said, it's possible. <laughs> and then they asked him the same question for after the three months after it. And again, he was like, it's possible. But also, <laughs> while he was testifying, he said um, that he never really talked to her about marriage and that when he gave her the $10 or $10,000 diamond ring, he never actually said, will you marry me? And all the times that he called her his wife were during, quote, very emotional times where he said things that didn't really represent, you know, actual life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> So, <laughs> All right. It just sounds so douchey. You sunk ten grand into this. You you promise. proposed. Yeah. Gave her a ten thousand dollar ring. Called her your wife all the time. Like there were, she had cards that he had given her. Okay. One of them was like, "What is a wife?" And then it listed all like these really nice things about yeah, just her. Had a picture of her. <laughs> yeah, and like so, all these times he called her his wife, and then he was just like, "Well." You that, thought I was serious? That didn't re that represent oh. my actual life, you know? Yeah. You, you feel me? You thought I was You're a... Oh, you're my God. So you're dumb. such an idiot. We've lived together for 11 plus years. And you think I was going to marry you? Yeah. Oh, I don't know where you get that idea. Yeah. So, so they used all of the evidence of him cheating um, and then everything that he said while he was testifying. Um and basically said it was very clear that he never intended to actually marry her. And that because he had another girlfriend at the time that he proposed, he didn't have the intent whenever he proposed to marry her. So all of these things from him calling her his wife, but never actually mean, you know, I mean it's just the things you say to women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't worry, sweetie. I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's what this guy is. He was yeah. just like, yeah, I had to tell her what she wanted to hear. <laughs> she kept bothering me about marriage. So, jeez, you know, women, so. <laughs> they just, okay. That's just how he talks yeah. all the time. <laughs> he's like on, he's testifying. <laughs> that. He's just like, yeah, she wouldn't quit nagging me. <laughs> the judge is just not having it. <laughs> Yeah, so the court awarded her child support for her their children. I don't know whether it was one child at this point or more because okay. I know he made her quit her job so that he could she could take care of future children. They also awarded her fifty thousand dollars for the breach of promise to marry, the fraud, and attorney's fees. Okay, 
So yeah, like I said, so he ended, like Bill Clinton. Oh, okay. 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 That's yeah. a, my Bill Clinton impression. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so then he appeals, but like I said, they affirm it on all the claims. So, Damn, so see what you got yourself into, Kelly. So I guess unless being a sleaze bag, you you just lost fifty grand. Right. That's insane. I mean, the guts. So I guess yeah. unless you're really gonna marry someone, <laughs> don't propose. Yeah, don't, don't live yeah. with them for eleven years and also call them your wife all the time. I mean, come on, man. You, yeah, you did everything possible to make Cooper think you were going to marry her, right? Literally everything. And now you're shocked that she would have interpreted your actions to be as such. He was like, yeah. "You really thought <laughs> we were? I I wanted hey, to marry you." Get a load, hey, judge, get a load of this. <laughs> This dumb lady over here. <laughs> I don't know why he has a Brooklyn accent. Hey, uh, hey. I can't even do a Brooklyn accent. I'm like I have no idea. I saw I, I, for people listening. I saw Corbin gear up to. Do I was it. like, he was like, he took like a big inhale and popped his chest up, and then just I was waiting for it, and then it just. And then I was just like, nah, <laughs> not even gonna try. Uh, every you know, everyone every time I do an accent, it's either southern or ah. Uh, um, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know. I literally <laughs> the one you just did. The one I just did. I don't know why. I, you know, I realized when I was editing these podcasts that I have a pretty heavy Pittsburgh accent, and I never, oh, really? I never realized it until I listened to my voice back, and I'm like, damn, man, like a. Are same. you going downtown? Downtown. I say, like, uh, yeah. Did I'm, you see that on Saturday Night Live the other day? <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, Durder, murdered my Durder. <laughs> you murdered my Durder. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. I, you know what? I got, I've been wanting to talk with you about this thing Word. real quick here. It's yes. not related to Saturday Night Live or the cases. And for people listening, I want your feedback on this as well. I've been being chastised in my own home. Okay. <laughs> Why? So the other day, I wanted a snack. Right? We're sitting there watching TV, and I just a little rumble in my in my tummy. Yeah. And I'm like, I need a snack. Right. Also, I'm a growing boy, True. so I need sustenance. So what do I do? I go to the kitchen to get a snack, and I'm like, I know, and I make this all the time. Like this is just one of my go-to's. I take yogurt, okay. okay, put some yogurt in a bowl. I take some chocolate protein powder, okay, throw that in, a big old dollop of peanut butter, okay, throw that in, okay, mix it all up, all right, and then I throw some nuts on top, okay, okay, and then I eat that. And Paige was there. Oh, we, of course. Yeah. Paige was there. My wife and was home. My wife was home watching <laughs> me do this. And our friend Jesse was over. And they were both just ridiculing me for eating. They're like, what is that? And I'm like, it's yogurt, peanut butter, chocolate, protein butter, and nuts. Like, that's disgusting. What is gross about that? I I don't know. Is that a gross concoction? In my mind, no. I, I really like yogurt and oh, peanut butter so peanut let me tell you this peanut butter i have stood in my kitchen in my underwear eating peanut butter with a spoon Just by out of the jar <laughs> on numerous occasions yeah, peanut butter is good i love peanut butter yep. i go through peanut butter if there's any peanut butter companies listening sponsor, sponsor us please i eat so Pe- peanut much butter peanut butter and red bull <laughs> oh my god it's <laughs> a gross combination but i'm telling you i go through a jar a week easily. really Easily. Sometimes two jars a week. And ranch. <laughs> I hate ranch. Yeah. I love ranch. <laughs> I sent Drew a Snapchat the other day. <laughs> I had four bottles of ranch lined up oh, in my cabinet waiting. 
Ranch and mayonnaise. I, yeah. I don't know why. Ranch is made out of mayonnaise, so. Is it? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why I hate them both. You know what's weird? Because every the components of mayonnaise I like. I like eggs. I love eggs. Oil. Oil. Love oil, dude. Vinegar. Love it. Salt. Who doesn't like salt? Put it all Put together. together. <laughs> I think it's the look of it. Yeah, it doesn't I look I think good. it's the look of it. I don't know. It looks like you shouldn't eat it. Right. So. <laughs> if I, like, yeah. If I stumbled upon a dollop of mayonnaise oh, and you were in the starving. wild in the wild and I was starving I'd be like I don't know and that looks a little I'm not touching it. I might yeah forage some mushrooms instead <laughs> which had to be a, quite the trial and error process figuring out what mushrooms you can eat right this guy died this guy's tripping his balls off <laughs> these ones are good you can He's put those on the yeah. <laughs> you can eat those just eat those <laughs> but uh so that's that's all I have. Yeah, I that's was, really all I've got. It's fun. I'm gonna. We have to start. I think that's how we should set up every episode. Is I'm gonna down a huge coffee. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the tyranny that we're facing in America <laughs> yeah. today, and I'm gonna get so fired up, and then we're gonna come up here and we're just gonna deliver pure fucking sheets of gold bars, bars, sheets of gold. Pure that's sheets. not a thing. We're making them up. We're making them sheets of gold, guys. All right, it's very thin. Because we don't have a ton of money yet. So yes. That's, <laughs> that's why. It's, we don't, we're, still, we're still poor. We're still poor. So sheets of gold. We can't be springing for bars yeah. yet. Right? Just sheets of gold. Maybe shavings. Right. Shavings of gold. Yeah. <laughs> Just shaving slowly. We get more and more gold. Yeah. And it's, not, it's white gold. Yeah. It's not gold gold. Yeah. It's like the cubic zirconium equivalent of gold. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's those chocolate gold coins. That we oh, just, nice. Yeah. I like those. So I'm good. I'm cool with it. Yeah. All right. So cool. Well, well, I'm, I'm good. Good. Yeah. All right. See you guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can listen to us on Talk Shoe, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Stitcher app, really anywhere you can listen to podcasts. As always, if we are somewhere where you listen, or if we're not somewhere where you do listen, then please, please shoot us a DM at Below the Bar Pod or email us at Below the Bar Pod at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next week. After we'll be graduating. Oh, we're going to graduate. Yeah. Let's end on that. Oh, we're going to have to switch up our intro eventually. Oh, yeah, we are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other yeah. day. All right, we're going to so. come with you guys with some new fresh uh, sheets of gold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Peace.